Hey there, glad you could make it. You have been invited to Arty Party. My name's Jay, and I'll be your host. This is a fortnightly radio show and podcast that brings together artists and creatives to make conversations and celebrate their craft. Whether grassroots, emerging, or established, anyone is invited. And together we chat projects and passions, events and exhibitions, artistic insight and advice. Today, an episode after my own heart, in a discipline that I'm keen to expand on myself as I set out on a journey of creating my own 10 part queer young adult audio drama series called Tyler, but meet five of this year's MA radio, audio and podcasting students at the University of Sunderland, who I've had the absolute pleasure of knowing from teaching on the degree as we dive into their quickfire experience of making short audio dramas in just a week. Hello, everyone. Hey, hello. Hello. Who we got? Let's start on my left. Uh, Mariam Al-Mahamid. Mariam, tell us about yourself as a creative. Um, I focus mainly on podcasting, especially cultures and storytelling and different backgrounds. Smash it. How about to my right? I'm Sean Boyle. I'm mainly a music maker at this point, which is weird because I'm in the radio, of course. But I do focus on documentary styles. Again, as Mariam said, the storytelling aspect of things. But a main passion for me is music. Good to meet you, Sean Boyle, for the first time ever. We've never met. Who are you? <laughs> no, what do you mean? Also with us, Endurance Ido. Hi, my name is Endurance Ido, and yeah, I'm on the Emmet class. I see myself as my voice is my trade, even though I'm gradually trying to move into production and being a producer. So basically, that's my vibe now. Awesome. Also, we have Sean Michael. Hello, hello. As a creative, um, you know, I, I tend to dabble in a lot of things. I like what Endurance said, my voice is my trade. I like to produce radio features like to do some other stuff on the side that's top secret but yeah and he's our what? um what's it called again um Morgan Freeman. Mo- yeah that's one that's <laughs> one yeah, and Freeman, yeah. I, I, I respectfully i saw how you looked this weekend at the oscars i'm not your morgan freeman <laughs> <laughs> about some about 60 years removed from being your morgan freeman but yeah i appreciate it but you've got that same tonal quality in your voice yeah, though. Yeah, is yeah. that what she means i hope yeah. so i yeah, hope yeah. it brings me a morgan freeman bag but yeah <laughs> quick shout out to the best film that I've ever seen Everything Everywhere All at Once which smashed at the Oscars it did it, yeah. it, it got the most um, Oscar awards uh, yeah. this year well for the best picture and many others and many others <laughs> and last and definitely not least the wonderful Jack Murphy hello interesting commercial radio obviously the community radio at the moment with uh, Spark doing special shows but then also I've done uh, two radio dramas now and uh, I really found myself interested in the in the writing aspect of them nice one okay so we've met our five ma radio audio podcasting students at the university of sunderland uh, today we're here chatting about specifically about your audio dramas that you made like a couple months ago so um the first one that i've queued up i want to address the morgan freeman in the room that <laughs> you mentioned earlier so this first drama is called the tale of mark and one of the two people who made that, that was Endurance, Idawu and Adam Jackson. So Endurance, tell us about the tale of Mark. When Adam and I got together to make this, we literally had that afternoon to come up with an idea. I knew I was going to come up with a script and probably write a script and I would just delegate the editing to Adam. So we're just scrolling through social media, scrolling through Google. We had absolutely no idea. Nothing came up. And I think about 10 minutes to coming back to class Adam was like what if we tell a story of a cat I'm like okay I like cats definitely not dogs but like what if we tell a story of a cat dying and and <laughs> that was <laughs> and that was how it came about and the writing of the script I think for me I, I was really proud of it because mm. I wrote the script in chaos literally 
because we had to write the script the night before and submit the script the next day. And when I got home that day, some personal things happened and I was literally crying, had so many things happening. And I was like, endurance, get your whatever together and just write this. Gosh, I didn't know about that. Well done. <laughs> no, but it's fine. And I did. I wrote it, went back to crying and went back to sleep. You need those like times, especially not just for like radio or writing or anything, just anything that you do where like everything is in chaos and you have to sit in whatever the chaos is and pull through so that when it's not chaos you're like oh this is a breeze because oh everything's not falling around me the sky's not falling and i have to go do this oh that's it that's easy there's something to that if you can overcome the times where you're in that chaos mode you're like an emotional wreck almost and still get over it and create a project or just get to the other end of it successfully then the rest of life just seems exactly. great. What would you do on the job? The same thing. You have to power through it. Yeah. So now it's like, yeah, so you needed that. Everybody needs that. Yeah. Yeah. Although I guess like more and more these days, employers and other companies you might work with are understanding like the importance of mental health and safeguarding mm-hmm. yourself. I, I have seen that change over the past decade. It's yeah. getting better on that front, but you're totally right though. Yes, but there is also, me personally, I believe that there's a thin line between um, taking time for yourself because of your mental health and knowing, like, having to power through things because there's something to having that ability to power through certain things. Mm-hmm. It could be athletes or just great people. They wouldn't be that person if they didn't have adversity to power through. If they if they could take a break, then they wouldn't be the same person. But sometimes you need to take a break. It's a very nuanced thing. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's when when he came out and we did the recording, we did the editing. I was like, oh. Maybe you should cry when you're writing. Maybe it's going to help you. Because <laughs> that was just the process. This is the tale of Mark. My name is Mark. I am 15 years old and I am dying. Oh, please, don't be sad for me. I've lived a long and fulfilling life. Sometimes I feel that I've lived too long, actually. My legs don't work the way they used to. And I'm tired. Really tired. You see... I never met my mom and dad, but I have the most amazing family. I came into their lives on a very snowy day. Andy, get back here. Mom, I see something. Mom, see? It's a baby cat. It's cold. It's called a kitten, Andy. And it's probably lost. The mother shouldn't be far off. I'll take a look around. Mom, see it has marks all over its body? Why don't I have marks on my body, Mommy? (laughs) Because you're not a kitten, darling. I didn't find anything. It must have strayed too far from its mother. Can I keep it? Sweetie, I don't know. We probably should take it to the shelter. But it will get lonely. I want to keep it. Honey, can't we make room for one little kitten? Okay, only if you both have promised to take care of it. Yay! I want to name it. I will call it Mark because he has marks on its body. (laughs) Yeah, Mark the cat. The next few years was pure bliss. Andy and I had the most fun. Oh, we were two jolly best friends. Honestly, I wanted it to stay that way. And then... Lily came along. Hey, Andy. Say hello to your little sister. Her name is Lily. I have a sister? Hi, Lily. My name is Andy. I'm your big brother. 
As I watched Andy Dodo over Lily that day, I thought, well, here goes my best friend. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Lily didn't replace me in Andy's life. It was puberty. Heavy metal rock and Serena, Andy's first girlfriend. Mark, we've agreed on this, buddy. Whenever Serena is around, you stay in your corner. She is allergic to your hair, for Christ's sake. I will see you later, buddy. Lily, on the other hand, tells me everything, even when I'm not interested. Hey, Mark. Care for a chat? Okay, so there's this new guy in school, and I think he likes me, but I'm confused. Was I like Patrick? But I know Olivia wasn't thrilled to have me in her home initially. I mean, who would? I was one hairy little kitten. But I see Olivia. I see her when no one is watching. I see how she has tried for so long to keep her family together, but the cracks are too visible to ignore. Olivia, we can't keep doing this to ourselves. You deserve happiness, and I deserve happiness. The kids need to know. Our marriage has been over for a year now, and we need to move on. Okay, we'll tell them together, but Mark stays here. I don't see much of Andy lately. He's in uni. And Peter, too. Except on birthdays and holidays, Peter got himself a new partner. <laughs> a pretty young lad, just a few years older than Andy. Olivia doesn't mind. She is in a good place. I love that for her. But today, Andy and Peter are here. I guess family do come together in the end. Are you guys ready? Can I hold him? Please. Yes. Adios, my friend. The Tale of Mark was written and produced by Endurance Edu and Adam Jackson, with Sean Michael as Mark, Chloe Brown as Andy, Mariam Al-Mahamid as Olivia, Nathaniel Jackson as Peter, and Hope Lines as Lily and the Nurse. And this made me cry so much. Uh, th at least the, like reading the script absolutely did. Like, yeah, you did cry. <laughs> yeah, but crying, I think, is, is useful. Oh, no, no, it is. Cathartic. Right, and mm -hmm. like you managed to channel that and create a really emotional piece. And like I compared it to like Marley and Me. It's the same kind of story. You grow attached to this animal, and then the animal passes away, and it's how it affects the family. What was it like for you listening back after, after people played it back in the room and you listened together? I, I felt proud, really, because it wasn't a deliberate effort to put the element of how I was feeling into it but I just I just did I think that was what I could I knew how to write at that moment I, I just loved it and Adam was amazing with the editing really he was really really cool and the cast we had a little bit of back and forth on getting the right characters because the one of the major characters in the drama had to move through different stages different age it was supposed to be a boy and we got an actor that was a female to do that, to do different ages. And it was just, it was an amazing process, really, for me. The the person that you found, it was Chloe, wasn't it? Chloe? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Her voice, like, playing the different ages is the, yeah. the, so versatile. And you had to find and source all of these actors yourself. Like, you, you had a pool of people to work with, but you were limited in a sense. Yeah. But we made it work, you know. So a really quick fire time frame of bringing the drama together in that overnight you were writing the script... 
And then from the script, then it was about like working on it again and casting it and recording and then editing. So you got to find the right voices. One of those is sitting right here. We have a, as you called him, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. The voice of the cat. Mark. How, what was it like performing as Mark? That's pretty regular. I don't, uh, I don't really... <laughs> Something you'll learn about Sean Michael if you ever meet him. He's so nonchalant about everything. Right. And dismissive. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm the type of person that I feel like if I won like a Grammy or like an Oscar or something like that, it'd be, like, it'd be cool for like all of 15 minutes and then be like, all right, cool, so what's next? But I like the what's next part, like figuring yeah. out what that is. I mean, it's just cool to do something different. And be a cat for a day. So they have the best lives. Yeah. So quick fire turnaround, write your script and then get it produced, get it recorded all in the space of a week. How did you find that process, Jack Murphy? Tough in in parts, I think. The idea was for it to be three minutes. All the dramas were supposed to be three minutes, which ironically none of them were. I think the the, the shortest was I think four minutes and twelve. I think I think there were some that were seven, some were some were five. I mean, one was nine. <laughs> so in my head, I wanted to come up with a drama that had a quick pace to try and capture the, the listener and um, make them tense. Like That was what I was going for. And then, then I came up with the idea to try and have this, this inception idea of it just kind of like progressively getting faster and faster. And uh, we got there in the end. So it was me, Dom and Hope when the idea was there and I was able to kind of get it across to the two of them and they understood what I was kind of going for and that I wanted to have an inception kind of style of drama that progressively got quicker we then kind of had the idea of incorporating the five stages of grief and making it about like a couple being unfaithful and it was really good once we had the idea of what the drama was going to be it's kind of just kept on going we all had like a scene each to write and then matching the voices Leia I need to speak to you what what about? I know you cheated on me. What? What I? No, I know. James told me. Why would he lie? Last night when you came in late, look, I know where you were. Why would James know? I was out with Sarah and we were just having fun in town. Oh, I know you're having fun. Shut up. We just went out. I would never. I would. I can't believe you think. James I literally saw the whole thing. He's told me everything. Don't even try to deny it to me. Oliver. Please, I... Please, don't do this. Oliver. Oliver! Whoa. <sighs> hey, are you alright? Yeah. Sorry. I just had a... Just had a crazy dream. What happened? Mm-hmm. In the dream, what happened? Oh, it was like... Um... It was absolutely crazy. Leia, why are you being so weird? You've been acting strange for ages now. I don't know what it is, but there's something. You're keeping something from me. Just confess what the dream was. I can't believe you'd accuse me of that. It was a dream, for God's sake, Oliver. Accuse you of what? What are you on about? You thought I was cheating on you. I mean, you think I'm cheating on you. Cheating? Or cheated? What is it? Am I a fool? I've known something's been going on for ages now, and you've known that I've known, and you're still refusing to admit it. Admit? Admit? I need to talk to you about something, okay? You've never admitted to anything that you should have. It's been years since you got with Sarah. Sarah? What? From, what? from school? Sure, sure, you're not being serious. What? what, what I, we weren't even together then. You're being so defensive. Just admit that you're guilty. Because I would never cheat. I wouldn't dream of it. I never have. I've never cheated in my life on anything. Just tell the truth. Just wake up. 
Leia, are you okay? You fell asleep during class. It's the end of the day. Oh. Sorry, so where is everyone? They've all gone home. Don't worry, it's okay, but I need to talk to you. Why? What for? Leia, you were... You, you took the history test recently and, well... Sir, you... please, I studied hard... I'm sorry, Leia, but I know you cheated. Many people have come forward and admitted to witnessing you cheat. All your friends saw and they told me. I'm sorry. No, please, sir. It was a stupid mistake. A dumb decision. I didn't even know what I was doing. I'm so sorry. Please, you have to believe me. Have you ever made a dumb decision like that? You've never cheated, ever? Never. Not once. I can't believe you're trying to justify your actions by thinking if I made a mistake like that before, it would make it any better. You know it wouldn't. I'm really disappointed in Please, you. Please, sir, give me another chance. This is all I have. I'm sorry, Leia, but you have to go now. Leia. 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 <gasps> sorry to wake you. Don't worry. Can I just talk to you in here? Oliver? What happened to him? What's going on? He was fine a minute ago. He's in a medically induced coma. We've done it for his own good. He just needs time. All we need from you now... What the hell is going on? Oh my god. I never wanted any of this to happen. I'm so sorry. Don't worry. We'll get through this together. He should still be able to hear you. So if you have anything you want to say, I'll give you two some privacy. This is all my fault. Oliver, I'm so sorry. Please. Just please be okay. Don't leave me. I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. It was stupid, but it happened and it meant nothing. I should have told you then, and I'm sorry that I'm telling you now. Can't we just go back to how we were? I love you. You and nobody else. I'm so sorry I've tried to hide this from you. Is there anything I can do for you to forgive me? The last thing I meant to do was cheat on you. The most challenging part was trying to get Chloe, who's playing Leah, to do the gasp the way I wanted her to to do it. It took about 20 takes, but um, we got down the end. um, Because this gasp, that's important as like not only a character moment, but also Mm. your way of making it from scene to scene. What I like so much about this drama is how it sort of pulls out the rug from the audience and we think that we're back in normality, but then suddenly... Mm oh no, actually, it goes deeper than that. Yeah. A big thing I wanted was to get an ambiguous ending. I always have a soft spot for stories that have ambiguous endings. We found a way to try and get a, a one that was that was fitting. It was nice to see it come to its final product. Can you do as a gasp? What was the gasp that so you the, wanted? The, the gasp I wanted was, so the way the best way to describe it was that, so you know when you're underwater... No, for, describe it, just do it. Just, oh, right, yeah, so yeah, you got to yeah. go... <gasps> Mariam, can I get your gasp? <gasps> This is this is the gasp that you didn't. No, no, no. I thought Marianne's gasp was much oh, better really than nice. Chloe's. Okay, but um, <laughs> no, that wasn't exactly what I wanted. I was say, it sounds like the preacher held y'all too long underwater during the mm. baptism or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get an, a gasp from endurance? Okay. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll let you know right now. I'm not gasping. <laughs> Sean, gasp for me. Do it. Uh, there you go. <laughs> that was a slight inhale from me. Oh, a very sharp inhale. See, see this isn't going to be funny now because I was going to do exactly that. Mm-hmm. I was just going to do. <laughs> <laughs>
See, I had this as well. So when I was making my drama back when I was doing the Masters, this was my final project because I loved and fell in love with audio drama. And I had this, this poor actor, Chloe Gosling, like she was walking into the sea. And again, it was a dream within a dream sequence, just like yours, Jack. And she was having to like fight against the cold through all of her words. And I was like, oh break down. Just like for minutes. And then she came out like lightheaded. Yeah. What, what we must do you, to our poor actors. You killed the woman. <laughs> you almost killed the woman. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, quite, it's quite crazy how as like creatives, you, you really push yourselves. Obviously you do because like, you're enjoying the creative process. Like you want to be a creative. So you kind of find yourself pushing yourself. I don't know. I just want to tell good stories, really. But also it's selfish. I want people to hear my good stories. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like your good music. Wow. Hey, hey, hey! Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I know. Dom was fantastic. His his editing was was really really good. He um he absolutely smashed it. Yeah, the the actors as well were were brilliant too. So um when 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 it came to the final product, uh, we were all we were all quite quite happy. And also a quick shout out, I should say, to all of the people who couldn't make it here. You mentioned Don Brown, you mentioned Hope Lines, but also uh, we have another drama that if you listen to the podcast version of this after the radio show goes out, there's also Eject, made by Nathaniel Jackson and Christiana Zundi. And then also Adam Jackson, who worked with you, Endurance, on The Tale of Mark, and Daniel Russell, who made Daycare Debacle with you, Sean Michael. Speaking of like getting involved in each other's projects, I'm so thrilled to say that I was asked to be one of the characters in Daycare Debacle made by Sean Michael. Yes, sir. It was a joy because your script is so funny, taking apart social conventions in such an engaging way. And I mean, I want to know like how the idea came about and how you find working on it. Well, it was interesting because it was like, I think the second script I've worked on, but the way my brain works is kind of weird. So like I'm very bad at figuring out a topic to start on. But once I get a topic, I'll run with the premise like crazy. So my brain is just a compilation of different topics and just premises that just run through like crazy. So Daniel came up with the initial idea and I thought it was a bad idea, but apparently it's not a bad idea. He was saying we should we should make one about babies. And I was like, babies, what the heck? And then when he said babies, my my brain went to baby boss. So then I thought about the whole concept of like a baby being an adult or an adult being a baby. And I then my brain just went to, you know, like soccer moms. And then, you know, how soccer moms will try to, like, outdo each other or just, like, a bougie mothers or parents in general will try to outdo each other. And I think I just watched an SNL skit with, I forget who it was. Yeah, I think it might have been Megan Thee Stallion or somebody else. I just remember the concept was they were trying to out-bougie each other. Yeah, so I was just like, okay, cool, let's go with this and let's just make it extra ridiculous. And I don't like writing scripts. I don't even like participating in radio dramas at all, really. Like, voice-wise, cool, yeah, but, like, as far as writing it, get that out of my face. But... I was like, okay, if I just make this extra ridiculous, then maybe I might have some fun. And then it was just a matter of getting the voice actors. Obviously, you're a talented voice actor. So we were like, okay, cool. I think it was in the reading that we, we really realized, okay, wow. Yeah, no, Jay, we're going to need Jay. I don't know who else we're going to need. I, I had to voice one of the parts. I forget which character at this point. So it ended up being what it was, which was cool. Silly baby stuff. This is Daycare Debacle by Sean Michael and Daniel Russell. Well, hello, Beatrice. Penelope, darling. How the devil are you? Marvelous, my dear. How are the parents? Still getting your nappies from Tesco, I see. Or rather, I smell. Not quite. These are cloth diapers from mamas and papas. Ah. However, 
I see your mother is still using last year's collection of Asda proms, and I'm glad. Only the finest for you. Isn't that right, Penelope? You're sadly mistaken, dear. The prom is from the exclusive winter line, as you can tell by the shape of the logo. You'd know that if you knew your shapes. Touché, touché. Anyway, where have you been? I've been to the doctors for a small checkup. You know, after two strenuous years of life, I'm not the spring chicken I used to be, unfortunately. You should know that. You're about a year away from losing your first tooth, aren't you? Well... Anyways, fill me in on the gossip in this place. Who got put in timeout today? And who peed on the carpet? Well, where do I even begin? Chris got put into timeout for picking his nose and forcing <gasps> Lindsay to eat it. How barbaric! Agreed. Word around the shoot is that Chris likes her. Way out of his league, if you ask me. <laughs> Especially with that taste in toys. I mean, Duplo? Who doesn't use Legos? And I heard he still wets the bed. We all wet the bed. But I get your point. Speaking of, you and Alexander still going strong? Yes, my dear. He's taken me on two teacup dates so far and even held my thumb. So I think it's getting serious. I'm even going to meet his parents today. Oh, my goodness. When? When they pick him up, of course. Of course. Oh, how I love love. I wish I had someone who I could spend lunchtime with. You'll get there one day. Maybe when you stop seeking bogey pickers' attention and go for someone more mature like my Alexander, you'll find someone. Bogey pickers? More mature? Where there was Josh, who would scream during nap time because he couldn't find his Buzz Lightyear toy. And then there was Zachariah, who, for the life of him, refused to eat anything that wasn't sweet. Face it, honey, your track record isn't great. Like, remember when... I get it. Moving on. Any... Other news? Well, there's a new kid in today. Oh, no, really? I bet you'll be one of those kids who comes dressed head to toe in second-hand clothes. <laughs> well, if she thinks she could sit next to us during lunchtime, then she has another thing coming. Absolutely agree, Beatrice. There is no more space at the cool kids' table. Also, get this. Her and name who is... who do we have here? Adelaide Walton, pleased to meet you, ladies. Mwah, mwah. Well, good day to you, madam. I go by the name of Beatrice, and this here is my friend Penelope. Is that... A Gucci dummy? Why, yes, dear. Yes, it is. The dummy is Gucci, and the onesie is Armani. I know, I know, it's not ideal, but my parents are trying to be frugal this year. Frugal? Yes, most definitely, Adelaide. Adelaide Walton, you say? Hmm. The name doesn't ring a bell, like, at all. (laughs) However, you do look familiar, as if I've seen you before from somewhere. Well, I don't like to brag, as I believe modesty is a virtue. But I do a little modelling here and there. You see, I have been on the cover of three Baby Shark YouTube videos. (laughs) Ah! Well... Pish posh applesauce, what brings you to this daycare all of a sudden, Adelaide? Well, I told you my parents are trying to be frugal. First, they thought it would be best for me to have just one nanny instead of three. And then they decided it might be best if I interact with 
the others. So, nevertheless, here I am with you, children. But you are a child, too. Well, I can recite the full alphabet and count from one to thirty with no assistance. Wow! <laughs> and also, I've got my first adult tooth already. And judging by you both, I highly doubt you are as advanced in adulthood as I. Correct! We are not nearly as old. I mean, advanced in adulthood as you, Miss Walton. That's right. And I'll let you know, I have the record for the most gold star stickers in the class, and Mrs. says I am her favorite. (laughs) You were her favorite. I got the gold star for the week on my first day. And honestly, it's nothing to brag about, but... I guess I should leave the less fortunate to their dreams. Speaking of favourites, guess who made me their favourite today? Who? One of the boys. (laughs) His name is Alex. Alex? You mean my Alexander? Oh, choke on a Lego and go to time out! (gasps) What vulgar language. I'm sure you have the wrong person. I mean, there's only one Alex, or... Alexander in the daycare and he's mine he put a ring pop on my finger and kissed me on the cheek this can't be well it is dear it is at least you two little girls can be single together and Penelope I'm assuming you're single from the Asda pram you came in (gasps) on it's from the winter collection oh pish posh tomato sauce my dear I've got better things to do than talk to two classless peasants like you two people you People? Yes, you people. You know, commoners, simpletons, blue colour if you want to sugarcoat it. You know which colour blue is, right? Yes, and I know what colour red is too, you mother... All right, children, nap time. Dicker Debacle, written by Sean Michael and Daniel Russell, starred Sean Michael as Beatrice, Layla Reed as Penelope, and Jay Sykes as Adelaide. And you were terrific as well. You reminded me of, and I said this to you, this character from Emily in Paris, who's like a fashion designer, and you just got that same vibe running through you. Yeah, yeah, it's very um, Devil Wears Prado. On steroids, on baby steroids. Yeah. So, yeah. And then lastly as well, like, we've got one more drama to play. It's by two of our guests in the room today, Mariam oh. Almahamid and Sean Buil. Wee! <laughs> so tell us about your drama. Uh, what, was it, what was it called again? Uh, who's Sane? Who's Sane? Who's Sane? Who's Sane? Like, pay attention to that. Who who's is Sane? Not the surname Hussein. No. Nah, exactly. see. Okay, don't, so don't give away. <laughs> don't. <laughs> oh, oh, uh-huh. oh, I didn't uh, realize that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No. Like, so you understand, so you, you understand double entendres. I don't get why we were just, all right, this is, this is, <laughs> we were just talking about hip hop and lyricism. It was, it was, it was it was, it, was, it, was it was Lewis. Lewis. Okay, I was gonna yeah. say he's the he's the quiet genius behind the mm. two of you. Who, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. Lives with you both. Who? Partner with Marion. Lewis is your ghostwriter. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like making yeah. Who's Sane? Uh, um, chaotic. Oh, I would say yeah. was uh-huh. just that was yeah. We, me and Marion started in the class writing the script. It started as a comedy 
Which wasn't funny when we first read it at yeah. class. Nothing to do with comedy. Like, even when we read it between me and you, Sean, it was like, that. there's nothing to do with comedy. It was no. so dull. When we read it to class, the bits we thought were like, oh, this might get a laugh. Then they get a laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it kind of just, like, sunk us a, a wee bit. And I'm like, right, okay, where do we go with this? Mm. I don't know how we got to where we got to. But me and Mariam sat in, because we shared a house with Lewis, and we sat in the living room mm-hmm. for, I'd say, five, six straight hours yeah. just on the script. I don't know how we got to yeah. what we got to. And the good things, like, we weren't drinking, we weren't doing anything. We just, like, <laughs> we put music on. And we just start writing the stuff. Whenever like we get an idea, and we're like, oh, yeah, oh, there's oh, this, that there's was that. It. That was the gasp. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Um, yeah, and we're like, yeah, we should do this. We should do that. Like, yeah, that's for the entire like five six hours early morning. We ended up with a completely different idea. Yeah. It it's, was genuinely like, yeah. yes, it's, it's like, almost like psychological mm-hmm, thriller mm-hmm, from, from comedy. Yeah. So I reckon how we've done that, but yeah. What I value so much about that, I mean, I know what my strengths are not and that includes comedy writing I'm terrible at it so we we know and we recognise what we're not so good at we pivot we shift we then focus on the things that we enjoy doing more mm-hmm. or like are more naturally honed towards mm-hmm. so well done for doing that on this occasion mm-hmm. let's find out who's sane Who's Sane by Mariam and Mohamed and Sean Boyle Right, one more job, then I'm done. Mm. Oh, cabin crew. I can travel, get to meet people. Right, let's see the qualifications. Mm, Five foot two. Okay, Uh, no visible tattoos. Oh, that's fine. (laughs) At least I didn't mention scars. Hmm, an additional language. But I think that's fine, I'll apply. <sighs> Another application. Sarah, Hussein, 510, Arabic speaker. Hussein, <sighs> where's she from? Iraq? Honestly, just some oil country. All money and just no brains out there, like. Well, I mean, it does say that she's got a bit of experience with customers, so she might speak a wee bit English then. Like, reading the menus? <laughs> Checking all the beef. Probably didn't even deal with customers, probably just shoving it in the back to do some dishes or something. This is just really stressing me out. I really want this job. I really need this job. Is it too much to ask for my own place? Like, I don't want to do the dishes now. I want to do them whenever I want to. Hey, Sarah, once you've done dishes, could you please do the living room, Habibti? Um, yeah, Mama? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Sarah. Alright, Mum. Okay. Okay! Stop! Stop telling me what to do! I don't want to do the dishes! 
I don't want to do the living room. I just want all to stop. Just stop. 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 Just. Oh, I just want this all to stop. I, I'm so tired. Mate, don't worry. Day's almost done. You get to chill out. I guess. What's the plans after this thing? What you did? Honestly, I'm gonna head home, relax a wee bit. It's been up extremely long day. Like, honestly, I just want to get out of here. Yeah, same. Honestly. Honestly, days like this just make me want to quit. Oh, aye. And leave your job vacant for Mrs. Hussain. Ah, jeezy peeps, man. (laughs) (laughs) If I get the cabin crew job, the dream of getting out of here will come true. No more screaming. No more arguments. Just me finally being able to set free from this torture. I hate it here. I'm, I'm so uncomfortable. I'm so cold. I never get to be myself. I just want... I just want to be me. Not this facade. I need to keep up in this place. What? What are you talking about? It's like ringing. It's like ringing in my head. What are you talking about? It's like ringing. It's, it's literally ringing. Oh, the ringing in my head. The ringing. Ah! Mr. Shane. Mr. Shane. <laughs> the ringing. The ringing in my head. Who's saying? Is written by Mariam Al Mohamed and Sean Boyle. Starring Lewis Young as Connor, Sean Boyle as Chris and the nurse, and Mariam Al-Mohamed as Sarah and Mum. Oh, that was who's saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, I liked what Jack was saying before, with the kind of, like, unknown ending, and that's kind of how ours, we wanted it to end. We want an audience to take away what they want to take away from it. Mm -hmm. What they heard and go, right, I think this happened. Nibdi's right, Nibdi's wrong. But a very nice, like, human drama, and I think it's a good instance of social action in the form of drama, in that you're pointing out discrepancies in hiring policies for those of different races or names that sound mm-hmm. like they're from a non-white community, mm-hmm. and dealing with that, but also dealing with family as well. And I love when, like, you're, you're making drama that underscores things that have either happened to you or that you know about the world around you and you want to, like create some kind of change about it. Mm-hmm. and I just wanted to say I'm really proud of this piece that mm. we made Emmy and Sean and I thought it's one of the best radio drama that I have made so far because between short period of time within week we have to write and produce and edit only within a week it was mad like how we only just we sat down in a day and we edited everything and I feel like if we could do that within a week I feel like I could do anything, and that is radio drama. It's a lot to do. In my opinion, it's one of the most difficult things to make and to edit is radio drama. But if you could make that and you could make great results, you could do anything. Uh, I just wanted to ask uh, Mariam and uh, Sean, no one's right, no one's wrong, but like, what do you think the ending was of... Uh... Who's ah, see, nah. We're not giving away. Because if an audience, I just want to know what you thought of nah. the end. No, 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 off, off air, not now. Okay. Yeah, if, if an audience listens and we don't want to then tell them the answer, because then that's then they're like, oh, right, okay, I get it now. We'll then leave there's it open. no point in listening to it again and missing out and the wee bits in the middle that you might have missed out. On. Okay. <laughs> it's open to interpretation. It is indeed. Exactly. But just like Mariam is saying there, the fact that you've all 
done this within the space of a week you've turned it around you've written it you've very quickly gone into then casting it and directing it recording it editing it it's a it's a great credit to you all for being able to to do that in such a short frame of time oh thank you very much thank you thank you we appreciate that. I'm really keen to hear about your plans moving forward as well, because you're all working towards final major projects on your masters, and then hopefully that will then impact or direct your careers moving forward. So I'd love to do like a round robin to see what's next for you all post degree. I don't have a plan, but um, I would do anything. Hire media- me. Hire me. <laughs> yeah, hire me, please. Anyone, anyone listen to this, hire me. I really wanted to do anything related to media, like after I graduate, especially in podcasting. But if that doesn't happen, like right after I finish this course, I am happy to do just anything, like just to get the experience and just wait until I genuinely do something that I am passionate about. Hey, at some point, make those opportunities happen. Don't wait for them to come to you. Uh, yeah, I'll chase them. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm in talks with Capital Extra. Potentially could be the first American presenter ever Wait, there. what? The first American presenter on yeah, Capital yeah. Extra? Yes. No way. Yep. How has that not happened yet? Uh, they had a Canadian woman, not an American one. I asked them. The second Ivorian one ever, because Afrobee is there. So that's that's cool. Wow. Um, Sean Michael, that's amazing. Yep. Uh, thank you. And yeah, it's weird it hasn't happened yet. Oh, trying to reach out to KISS as well just to see what's going on over there. I was at the SRAs. We just won. Ah, spark us. We Come just on. won uh, Best Student Radio Station. So I try to use that to leverage like networking opportunities. So I actually wanted to just go say hi to Rob Bruce and Shana Marie, who do the sometimes they do the breakfast presenting or the early morning presenting at Capital Extra. And they, they had to leave because obviously it was breakfast presenting. It was a late night event. So then I went to go talk to the dude next to him that's where he went. And he happened to be, I want to say like the hiring manager. I don't exactly know what he does. Matt Deverson. He asked me, I think I was talking to him about like what I do. Obviously, I'm part of the uh, Spark group that just won. I, I do presenting. I do produce features. And then we we're just talking. And then he was like, okay, do you think you're ready? And I was like, yeah, I think I'm ready. And he's like, all right, send me a demo tape. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll send you a demo tape by this Friday. I didn't have a demo tape at all made. So then I had to go rush back home and put out the demo tape. And then like, one thing led to another. And yeah. <clears throat> was was that like uh calculated laziness or did you like have yourself just thrown in the position where you had to go back and not really um think at all no no that was just like okay cool let me just make these bits as soon as i have these bits today i'll just go and do it so that wasn't a calculate that was sometimes i know when to pick it up just from past experience so this is like a thing of like urgency yeah. so i'm like okay cool like yeah. how, how long did it take you to do the demo yeah uh, so i said friday so two weeks but oh. it was also because i was sending it to somebody else Susie martin who'd worked there and she kind of knows what they wanted so I was asking for feedback before I send it so I didn't want to just waste an opportunity yeah. they replied the day after and got to do a station demo in school what cool. I like about it is you didn't go well no I don't have a demo it was like yeah and then that was my it. first instinct you know? because that's true <laughs> but then I was like nah I've heard stories like this you yeah. have to BS your way because that's how a lot of people get opportunities yeah. by yep if that's one thing listener please if that's one thing you learn lie for the opportunity <laughs> <laughs> that's what you should take away Damn. yeah it's weird I thought I was gonna if I was ever gonna do a presenting thing I thought I was gonna have to usually how it works in radio is you go to some city in the middle of nowhere and you present there for a couple of years and then you work your way down that's how I've seen it happen so to get the opportunity it's cool it feels like I skipped a step it's kind of weird even when I got the whole thing I just I was like oh this must happen to everybody for me it's like one step in like a 20 step plan of where I want to be like radio isn't necessarily the end goal but it's it's cool 
let's keep this round robin going. How about endurance? Even though a lot of people say I should still stick to presentation and being a presenter, I think I'm over it. So um, <laughs> I might still do it. It's, it's not cast in stone, but I'm gradually trying to move into being behind the scene and doing production, being a freelancer. Then I also, for my day job, I want to move into corporate communication and probably get a job as a communication officer and all that, then I my night job will probably be freelancing and have a couple of ideas to produce. So I'm going to be doing that. And I, I might be staying back in the UK. Oh, no way. Yay. We won you over. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to go back after. I wasn't going back. <laughs> so I'm going back. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> nice one. Uh, Jack Murphy. The original plan was to go back. So like over the summer, I was working with the, one of the commercial radio stations in, in Cork, Red FM. And when the summer ended and I was going to come back to do the Masters, I just said, I have this idea from like being a member of like the street team. Could I maybe what if I have like a week show? Like, do you think that could be a possibility? And he was there saying, oh, well, I don't think you should cancel like any of your plans, but come back in Easter with a demo. We'll get you behind the desk and we'll run you and then we'll kind of get you all set up and we'll, we'll, pro- we'll get it there going eventually. That was the plan, but I got a, an intern role with the university to be a content producer like the marketing team it's like marketing but I, I think I'm working with recruitment marketing and media oh nice okay so it's a two year contract so I'll be here for two years I guess I'll be able to work with Spark so it's a it's a two year kind of like um, safety net in, in, in a yeah. sense or something something to kind of like be able to say okay I, I don't have to work in the bar and I can be fully like creative and still be able to give a lot of energy towards Spark so that I can still keep on making more content to kind of build my portfolio and then um and then eventually just try and see if I can get to a, a commercial radio station somewhere uh, after the intern role is done. Because like, I, I do like working in different aspects in like media roles. When I originally started uh, doing media, I said I only wanted to be a, a football commentator. It was like the only job I want. Anything else, don't give it to me. And then obviously you're doing the, the course and you're finding yourself enjoying all these different types. And you're there thinking, okay, well... I'm open to a lot more roles. So, yeah, it's just it's just nice now to be able to have two years to not have stress about, okay, when the course is done, what's after that? It's kind of like, okay, course is done, then straight into that anyway. And then kind of like come back to the what's next in two years' time. <laughs> oh, who knows? Maybe you'll find yourself there more permanently and enjoy it. So both yourself, Jack, and then also endurance, like aiming towards some kind of corporate world, either yeah. intentionally or unintentionally. Mm. Yeah. Um, intentionally for me but these projects you talk about endurance is one of those one that you're going to be making in in your final project to the university originally I thought I was going to be doing that but I think I want to make money off it so Uh, (laughs) I wouldn't be doing it for the final project but I'm open to getting um, production companies here in the UK to probably pitch that idea to them and make money off it if you haven't spoken to Andy and want to pursue him would you consider Chantal Herbert yes and actually, I think at the, at the last last term, Andy dropped a note that I should have a conversation with him about that. So I have my options open. I'll be looking to what's the, Good, speaking to both. If you haven't already, I want to set you up with her because she's brilliant. Okay. Um, Chantal Herbert is, oh, it, it aligns exactly with what you want to do. Okay. <laughs> and then also on final projects, forgive me because I'm like preempting here, but I'm assuming you're still planning on making the album for your final piece, Sean. I am indeed. So yeah, my, my plan thanks to Jay um, <laughs> was to make a debut album because the only project I made as an EP and it was like 2018 it's nowhere near the best that I can date in music 
compared to what I can do now. So, yeah, I'm going to make a 12-track album with, obviously, the essay alongside it. Oh, um, God, no. Yeah, I'm not going to talk, gonna about, ruin it. I'm not going to talk about the essay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm doing a 12-track album, mainly hip-hop, but might sneak into other genres. And that's basically what I want to do going forward. And I've had a bit of confidence this year on that because mm. I performed it after dark, my first performance ever as an artist. Um, shout out to Yusuf. Shout out to Yusuf. I'm part of the South Tyneside Music Collection with Harbour Master, uh, Daniel for Amateur Ornithologist, uh, and a bunch more artists, photographers, videographers, venues, off of the Northeast area that we're all getting together to create this group that can just help each other with photo shoots or features or support for gigs. So I've had a bit of confidence with that, that these opportunities seem to pop up when I look for them. And they just seem to pop up just randomly. I'm like, Ken, that would be cool. And if it doesn't work, at least I can say I've tried it. Mm. Like, I'm not going to look back and go, oh, I regret no joining this group or no doing this. But yeah, so it's the album. I can't really say too much about the album at this point because I don't really know a lot about it at this point. I've got like seven, eight tracks done. I'm just trying to figure out the last final bits, the marketing bits, the branding bits, see what works, see what doesn't. Sure. I mean, a kudos to you and a kudos to you all, really, for finding your passions, finding your network, finding your tribe, finding your focus, finding what you want to do. For me, having been a small part of the teaching term this year at the university with the master's students, it's just been an absolute pleasure to know all five of you. I think you're brilliant people and I can't wait to see what comes next in your futures. Thank you. I just want to say a big thank you to you all in turn. Thank you to Almian. 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 Almahamid. Thank you. Thank you to Sean Boyle. Hey, thank you. Thank you to Sean Michael. Thank you. Thank you to Injeran Zidawu. Thank you. And thank you to Jack Murphy. Thank you very much. And that is all from today's Arty Party. My name is Jay Sykes. Thank you for dropping in. Arty Party is made possible thanks to support from our generous Patreon supporters. That's audio producer and founder of Sister Sounds, Chantal Herbert, photographic artist Joe Howell, and visual artist Stephanie Smith. Want to join them? Our supporters get a mention in every episode of the podcast. And back by popular demand, we received some really great feedback from our guests who joined our first Speed Arting for Creatives event at Hills Art Centre last week. Basically, we've stolen the concept of speed dating, but for artists and creatives to meet each other in a chilled setting. So we're thrilled to announce we're holding another one. If you're based in or around Sunderland, UK, join us on Friday 21st of April, 6 till 8.30 in the evening, this time at Port Independent, for our unique take on networking events. Find out more, you can head to artyparty.com and click on events. That's arty with a Y, party with an I. Why I? Thank you, everybody. Yay. Thank you.